Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Russ, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences podcast at Dental Advice Show. I am Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, I'm making an executive decision this week. Are you? How's that feel? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's empowering, Lance. Mm, okay, it's thrilling. We are going to push your mm-hmm. hottest take. Yeah, keen is better than Coldplay till the new year because it's, it's too damn busy. Yeah, it's too <laughs> damn busy this season. We have a lot to talk about, and mm-hmm. we really only have a couple of weeks to talk about Christmas stuff. Yeah, and so yeah. I don't want to burn that time. There's going to be sort of that empty void season coming up, like. After football's over and uh-huh. before the NCAA tournament, before baseball is starting, it's called the swimsuit time. issue. Yep. <laughs> that's what, so Sports we'll Illustrated has the swimsuits, and we that's got right. our filler. That's exactly right. And this is not a take for this week, but Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. We don't need it anymore. Not anymore. We have, we have Pornhub, so uh-huh. <laughs> I'm cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't need it. We'll get to that. That's again for the new year. For the new year. All right. Uh-huh. Focus. Little teaser there. Um, yes. Um, Listener Brandon asked us to rank our top five Christmas movies. So uh-huh. I literally texted you five minutes ago and said, yep. hey, uh, top, five, top five Christmas movies in order. And then you said you had an honorable mention. So then I added an honorable mention. So uh-huh. I will give you the floor. Let's start with your honorable mention. And then we'll go to mine. And then we'll start hitting the list. Okay. So it's an honorable mention because it brings back memories of uh, my, my grandmother babysitting me Christmas time. And all I had was a crappy TV with that had just broadcast network because that's all we had way back in the 70s. What did and you call your grandma? Grandma Ines. What? Grandma Ines. Her name is Grandma Ines. Okay. Yeah, Ines. Don, but, oh, okay. I was going to say radio legend Don Imus uh, yeah. <laughs> was, was your grandma. No, no, not quite. But okay. uh, striking resemblance. Don Imus so, <laughs> does look like a grandma, actually. Uh-huh. Google image search Don Imus, I-M-U-S, yeah. uh-huh. and he looks like your grandma wearing a cowboy hat. Uh-huh. That was, that was her. Yeah. So we were watching Channel 11. KSDW Channel 11 was all the syndicated crap that had been on about 30 years previous. And there was this movie called Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I'm 100% in. If I ever see that on the cable guide, I am watching it. I didn't realize how bad the movie was because I loved it That's as a the kid. Best. And then I'm watching it later. So what the the TV signal here in, a, in the Earth was able to we get all the way to Mars. And the Martian kids are all jealous. And uh, they wanted Santa Claus. So uh, there was a little intergalactic uh, Santa Clausing. 1964. That's about right. It aired though in 1986. Was the it was released in 1964? I guess it aired on television in 1986. I don't yeah, understand I, that. I saw it early, much earlier than that, because we were in my old house and we moved from a set there in '76. So it has to have been. Oh my god! So there's one big star in that movie from the time period. Do you remember who it was? Uh huh. Pia Zadora. Oh. <laughs> wow. Which surprisingly, I have a Pia Zadora take. 
Christina. <laughs> this was not, we, we did, like, I did not know you were going to talk about this, so I, this is not uh-huh. pre-formulated. Okay. Um, when you say the name Pia Zadora, uh-huh. I don't know if you're saying Pia Zadora or if you're saying the initial P and then the last name Isadora. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> uh-huh. So forever, I thought the first, it was just P, like the letter P, and then uh-huh. Isadora. And gotcha. it wasn't until I saw it in writing, I was like, oh, it's Pia Zadora. <laughs> but if you say it together, Pia uh-huh. Zadora, you can't yeah. tell where the break is. I, I see that, yeah. That's my Pia Zadora take. You, you figured this out, what, two weeks ago? <laughs> you, dude, I've had that take in my head for 15 to 20 years, waiting for a moment to unhatch my Piazzadora take. And this is, it just happened. It, it finally happened. Literally, I'm pressing wow. a button and like a ribbon is unfurling behind me. It says finally and confetti is falling. Piazzadora uh-huh. take. Okay. Wow. All right. Wow. So your honorable mention is Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. I'm going uh-huh. to have to see if this is on YouTube. Um. It does. Oh, there's a trailer on YouTube. It is on YouTube. An hour right. and 21 minutes. Uh-huh. It does look like it's on YouTube. So I may check this out. Okay. Or Don't I'll judge at least me. Wa- I was four. So. Yeah. No, I totally get it. There's something <laughs> about that. So uh-huh. um, my honorable mention, not really necessarily a Christmas movie. Uh-huh. Planes, trains, and automobiles. There you go. But definitely Christmas holiday related. Yeah. The key to it, though, is it's just a good movie. Like, yeah, it, yeah. you don't necessarily have to have the holiday in it. It's just good. Yeah. And that's, I think, the key to a great Christmas movie is that if you took the Christmas stuff out, it's still a great movie. Sure. Sure. Late John Candy, who um, died before his time. Um, For you sure. know, hilarious, hilarious guy that, you know, I, I guess, I, I don't think um, Chris Farley exists without John Candy. Probably not. And, and I, you know, just, I think, a forgotten forgotten funny guy and a forgotten guy that died too soon. And yeah. uh, John Candy, you will be missed. For sure. You're number five. My number five, I have Scrooged. Love it. Love Bill Murray. Such a good one. Really great. Distinctly remember going to see that movie in the theater with, uh-huh. my, f- like with my brothers. What year was Scrooged? It would be 88. I was yeah. a freshman in college. It was uh, I couldn't drive all the way home, so we met family in Boise, and so we went to some Thanksgiving post Thanksgiving movie, and it was Scrooged. So it'll always movie. remind me that oh. good flick. Seventy on Rotten Tomatoes. It looks like it's not bad. Huh. Oh. Not bad at all. So I I actually uh, don't have Scrooged in here, but I, I really um, toyed with it. Uh, toyed with with putting yeah. it in there. Yeah. My number five again. It takes place during Christmas, although not technically a Christmas movie, which again, mm-hmm. I think sort of flips my my cookie a little bit, is that a movie that stands on itself, that the holiday is part of it, but it's not the, it's the whole movie is not the tent, the holiday is not the tent pole of the movie. Okay. Just sort of around it. So you could remove Christmas from it, it would still be fine. Gremlins. Yes. Great. The, the, the classic scene in Gremlins, which I think is, is awesome, is in the middle of the movie, Phoebe Cates does this soliloquy. Uh-huh. Do you remember the soliloquy? Talking about her dad? About her dad and uh-huh. pretending he's Santa Claus and getting caught uh-huh. in the chimney and, and whatnot. I, I, I don't feel like I'm spoiling a 30, 35-year-old yeah, movie. It's, yeah, it's something like that. So I, I don't really feel like I'm, I'm spoiling that. But this isn't really a, a key plot point. She just... The, the whole point of the story is why she hates Christmas. And she d- does this, I don't know, eight-minute soliloquy. 
mm-hmm. in the middle of the movie <laughs> telling the story about how her dad died in the chimney because he was pretending to be Santa Claus. They didn't find him for like three or four days. Uh, and he started to, <laughs> their house yeah. started to smell and that's how they found him. Yeah. Tough look. Quite the way to go. Tough look. Uh, but again, uh, Christmas is not the tentpole of the movie. It just happens around Christmas. Right. So you could take Christmas out of it, still be great. And I think to me, that's a, a huge key. Next for one sure. for you. Uh, Bad Santa. I, yeah, that's, I'd really <laughs> debated trying to get that on my list. Billy Bob Thornton, genius Billy in Bob. this movie. Favorite line, f*** me, Santa, f*** me, Santa. That, that, uh, <laughs> that uh, phrase is uh, uttered often. Do you have a t- do you have, do you, <laughs> does your family have a t-shirt that, uh, that says that on it? Because uh, I, would, I would enjoy that. I, we debated, no, 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 as of yet, none. Um, maybe one of the all-time great little people in a movie. Yeah. Really great. Uh, late Bernie Mac um, has a great, uh, great, you know, great appearance in this movie. And um, the late John Ritter as well. Oh, yeah. I forgot John was in there. Yeah, yeah John Ritter um, and Bernie Mac uh, left us too soon. Both, uh, mm-hmm. both classic comedic actors who, yeah. uh, again, left us be- before their time. My number four, again, I think would be fine without Christmas. You could set it in any time of year and it works. Home Alone. Yeah, yeah. Really entertaining, really great. Uh, have you seen the YouTube uh, treatment of Home Alone that's been done where they add blood to all the scenes? <laughs> it looks like a horror movie. So like every God. time, you know, like the paint can swings and hits uh-huh. Daniel Stern in the face and blood splatters off of it. Like it's starting to look like a Quentin Tarantino film. Nice. If you just had some some blood uh, some blood splatter, so uh, I highly recommend finding like Home Alone with Blood on YouTube okay. and giving that a look, and you realize I, I don't know if you've seen those articles the last few, uh, few years of uh, Kevin McAllister was a serial killer or Kevin McAllister grew up to become a serial killer. No, it's there's a lot of YouTube videos on that, and there's some articles about like how sort of demented and evil he is. And we've talked about the McDonald triad before, which are like things that serial killers did as yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. I feel like torturing two grown adults uh-huh. <laughs> maybe should be on the triad uh, at some it, point. Like Maybe we call it a quadrangle, the McDonald yeah, quadrangle. Yeah. Uh-huh. That makes uh, sense. Yeah, because it's, it's actually a pretty tough look for a guy, Kevin McAllister. A little bit. If you add some blood spatter. All right, your number three. My number three... Let's see. Turn the light back on. Is a Christmas story. I'm glad you have this. I saw a double feature of Top Secret and Christmas Story when I was in junior high. Okay, so like when the movie came out, first yeah. original showing. Uh huh. What year was that? Eighty three. Yeah, something like that. It was like one of Val Kilmer's first uh, movies on Top Secret, and I think I went to see Top Secret and stayed for Christmas Story, not really knowing what the hell it was. Yeah, 1983. Wow, we're we are too good at guessing the years of these Christmas stories. Um, it's it's to the point now that TNT will play it twenty four hours, twenty four hours straight, and yeah. I will watch at least three of them. Yeah, it's just good background. Yeah. Um, I hate this sort of. I do hate the PC culture that has kind of come where everything in the past we have to re-examine it under today's political yeah. culture, sta- you know, political culture standards, yeah. and, th- and things don't meet up. And how do you handle that? And Christmas Story is one. There's a the the rough part of Christmas Story is the last whatever ten minutes when they go out to eat at the at the Chinese food restaurant. Uh huh. And they're singing the Christmas carols. Right. Such a tough look. It is so like, it is almost, have you ever seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? Oh, yeah. 
And uh, is it is it Mickey Rourke? Mickey, Mickey Rooney. Who's, Mickey Rooney. <laughs> so Mickey Rooney and Mickey Rourke are different people. They are a bit, yeah. Uh, Mickey Rooney's playing the Asian guy uh-huh. in the most offensive, stereotypical <laughs> yeah. way possible. Like, that's what's happening when they're singing Deck the Halls yeah. at the end of Christmas Story, and it is rough in retrospect. There's no way that's in the movie today, if they were making this movie today, right? Probably not. Probably not. I think most other things are generally okay. Um, there's even like an African American kid in in the class. Like there's one, um, which the movie is supposed to take place in what, like 1955 or yeah, even before that, like 40s. Indiana. Um, could Let's be. see what it says. What year? It doesn't really say what year it's supposed to be set in. Yeah. Um, that's probably. The, I mean, the end is definitely the toughest. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head what you know what other what other tough parts are in it but that's that's really the the toughest yeah it's pretty clean for the rest yeah but that end i'm surprised that they honestly i'm surprised they haven't edited that out yeah what year do you think tbs edits that part out 2025 it'll be soon yeah yeah not long uh but yeah i mean you know i think it holds up for the most part ralphie is sort of classic now um Everyone sort of knows Ovaltine. Everybody knows the lamp. The lamp has kind of become a Christmas fixture. Yeah, we got one um, downstairs. Nice. I, I knew you'd have that lamp. I knew of it. Course. You'd never disappoint me. Yeah. My number three, Love Actually. I almost put that. We watched it last L- night. Love that flick. I really yeah. do. I love that flick. There's so much about that flick that's great. Honestly, I, you know, you literally could sub out another holiday for like the Christmas pageant or whatever, make it uh-huh. another, you know, an Easter pageant or a Halloween. I, any season you set that in, I think it works. The storytelling's good. The yep. vignettes work. How they all tie together. Obviously, yeah. huge star power uh, in it. It's it, the scene of of um, of Hugh. Uh, I want to say Jackman, but it's not Hugh Jackman. Grant. Who's Hugh Grant? Uh, when he like sings the. Uh, the song in the middle of the movie, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. he, he thinks nobody's there and like the, the secretary's there or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Great. There's just a lot of great scenes. Alan Rickman's great. Yep. Um, it's just the whole movie is just solid. Yep. Super hot Kira Knightley. Super oh, hot, yeah. like 24 year old Kira Knightley, which is great. Yeah. Solid movie. And the way it all ties to all ties in. Just yeah. every, every one of those vignettes is great. Nice little nonlinear storylines intersecting. It's great. Just it's awesome. great. It's well. I'm as I'm a hater, and that's a movie that you would think I would hate on. Uh-huh. Damn, it's good. It's a good flick. Yeah. Your number two. My number two is Christmas Vacation. That is Andrea's favorite Christmas movie. It is by that's the the first one we we kick off the season is always Christmas Vacation. Is that okay? Yeah. I definitely take take this in the spirit in which it's intended, Lance. Okay. I definitely get a great Clark Griswold vibe from you. Okay. I mean that in a very loving way. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Like, loves his family, works hard, and you piss him off. <laughs> he <laughs> might go off and kidnap somebody. I'm, yeah, that's, uh, that's probably about right. And you got a crazy cousin, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It, it, great, great moments. Um, the, the, all those, the scenes with Julia Louis-Dreyfus are great. She, she's killer in it. Yeah. Really great comedic relief. Um, in a movie that's funny in other way in 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 other ways all around, and then she sort of has this dry acerbicness to it. Yeah, um, that that's that's great. Yeah, clears um, the yeah. palate. Good good movie. Didn't crack my top five, uh, but Andrea does love it. I respect uh-huh. it. It's right outside of my top five, but not in the top five. Gotcha, 
Gotcha. My number two, again, arguably not a Christmas movie. Okay. Die Hard. Huh, interesting. That's my number one. Okay, so you and I both agree. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. It is It is too too perfect of a movie. Yes. At Christmas. And right. So, it's, so I had an argument with my, uh, my youngest uh, last year. And uh, so we found a children's picture book. Talk about a diehard Christmas. And so we put that in her stocking for, for Christmas that year, last year. So uh, we figured that uh, settled it. I understand that many people don't think it's a Christmas movie. But yeah, I've, I've heard that. Uh, again, like I like movies that are just good movies uh-huh. that stand on their own without having the entire plot point be Christmas. Right. So that's your number one. That's my number one, yeah. Okay, so it's that's my number two, so it's everything for my you number want. one. What, what more yeah. do you want? You got blood, guts, action. I agree. You, you got Snape falling from the building. I do love a good Snape falling from a building. I do yeah. love I do love 80s Snape. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Miami Vice Snape is kind of what he looks like. Yeah, for sure. If, if Snape uh, did a residency in potions in, in Miami <laughs> in the 80s. Uh-huh. That's that's what it would have been. Um, my number one uh, is is got the only thing in it really that Die Hard doesn't have a lot of, and that's laughs. Um, and it's a legitimately funny movie, Elf. Now there I know I've been talking about how Christmas can't be the main character in it, and mm-hmm. sort of can't have it and not have Elf work. Yeah, but the fundamental storytelling of Elf, the sort of fish out of water hero's journey, that kind of stuff. Um, all of that stuff works great. Um, a lot of funny moments in it. Will Ferrell is just, it, it might be, and this is a hot take. Yeah. Might be Will Ferrell's great best performance. It might be. I mean, it's It's definitely in like his top five. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It's just really good. It's just really good. And I get it. You know, you can't, you can't have the movie without Christmas. And that's kind of contrary to what my list is, but it's my list. And uh-huh. Will Ferrell propels it to number one. Can't argue with that one, no. Awesome. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you can. I'm. I'm curious. Where in your rankings would you have put Elf? How deep do we have to go? Oh, it would have been like number six. I mean, it, it okay. was. It was right there. It was right in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're. I can tell. I mean, I can just tell by your music taste and whatnot. You're. You're a bit of a contrarian, and I know that there's a lot of like mainstream lo- mainstream love for Elf. So I, my hunch is that's part of the reason why it's not. It's not crushing it for you. Probably. Probably. Maybe a little bit. Someone whose honorable mention is, what was it, Santa Claus? <laughs> conquers the Martians. Massacres the Martians. or what, no, Conquers the Martians. <laughs> what I love by that is like, conquering to me makes me seem like he's now enslaved the Martian race. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's sort of the slave driver and, <laughs> and, and, and making the Martians all build toys now. Yeah. The, the, um, well, the, the elves uh, unionized, so he had to go get the cheap labor. I love that. That's up on Mars. <laughs> is Jimmy Hoffa in the movie? <laughs> Probably. The real That'd be great. <laughs> Jimmy Hoffa's the Teamsters. <laughs> he, like, this is the Teamsters slash Christmas elf uh uh, union and uh, uh-huh. and all of a sudden they're on strike and there's no Christmas so he's got to he's got to enslave the Martians. Tough look. Um, <laughs> Lance, this is an advice show. It's another shitty one. It is. It sure is. <laughs> we answer your questions. We answer questions we find on all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We strive to help dentists and dental team members with their own unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now, we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? Not this uh, year. No. Uh-uh. 
We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best Christmas movie of all time? Because we know that Christmas Shoes is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. (laughs) Yes, it was a movie too. 2002 Hallmark Network Christmas movie, Christmas Shoes, the greatest Christmas movie ever. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. Something tells me that Rella Christensen, and I don't know this, I'm just guessing, probably loves like the Hallmark Channel and like all those Hallmark Hallmark Channel movies. Yeah, I I think you're probably right. That's just on brand for... For Rella. Yeah. Yeah. Listener, uh, no, question number one listener Carrie asks Is it unusual that I often talk to myself when I'm working? For, in- for instance, I will be shaping a composite and I'll just contemplate out loud where the anatomy is going to go. Uh, and I'm almost narrating what I'm doing. I may do this for a few minutes at a time while I work. I'm sure patients have heard and just think I'm a schizo. My assistants are just used to it now. Am I nuts? Yes, you are nuts. <laughs> Do you do anything like this? Oh, I usually go, oh, fuck. I put the line right there. What the fuck was I doing? Ugh. And I keep hoping that my mask is covering my lips. I think I'm lip syncing it, but every once in a while, I'm like, ah, I think that was outside. <laughs> I think that was an outside voice one. <laughs> my internal monologue sucks. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> you have, uh, is it like the, it's, that seems like something the limbic system would control. I don't know sure. if it does or not, but... We're going to say something Something doesn't work in your limbic system. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty sure that's where it hurts. I kind of do something sort of vaguely similar to this, but not in long minutes at a time. Where I'll, I'll kind of be talking at my assistant, but it's not continuous. Uh-huh. But it's not like anything. I'm not asking like, I need this or I need that. It's not a command. I'll just be like, yeah, we're going to you know put a little anatomy in here. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna push this here, and then we'll get this cured, and then we'll adjust the bite, and we're done, or whatever. But uh-huh. I'm probably saying it too low of a level for my assistant to even hear what the hell I'm saying. Yeah, I do that a lot. Yeah, because there's <laughs> often times that I say like uh, adhesive, and they don't uh-huh. hear me. Yeah, and they go, and and they either don't do anything or pick up the wrong thing, and then I I go adhesive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is probably not great. Syllables that don't exist. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, I do love the idea of sort of, sort of narrating the procedure. Uh huh. Maybe this guy needs to work. Uh, maybe Carrie needs to work on his uh, Morgan Freeman impersonation because everyone <laughs> like he's the greatest narrator of all time, right? Yeah, yeah. You better get busy contouring, get busy finishing, something like that. You know, yeah, it's like uh-huh. uh, yeah, that Carrie. Would... Carrie picked up his composite instrument. Little did he know he needed a PKT. You know, and just sort of, you know, kind of uh, forecast things like that before. And then like, oh, I really need a PKT like just 20 seconds later, something like that. What do you think about that? Working on a Morgan Freeman impersonation. That's not a bad way to go. What typically happens with me is is I often stop and I hear, you know, Bob O'Reilly kicking in. Yeah. <laughs> this, is what, this is where it all went wrong. <laughs> uh, for the listeners who don't know what Bob O'Reilly is, because um, I do, it's The Who, uh-huh. Um, and it's the uh, it's a famous who song, which the who does this frequently, and Led Zeppelin does this frequently, where the name of the song is not anywhere in the song, uh-huh. right? So which one is Baba O'Reilly for our listeners? It's the the guitar keyboards going do and then boom, 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 and they'll sing "Teenage Wasteland." Is yeah. what that's what most people that's what that's what about. everyone knows what it is. Teenage Wasteland, yeah. So, Which was, I, I believe, a CSI theme song. Maybe yeah. the first CSI. It was uh, CSI New York, and because um, it was just "Who Are You" it was uh, CSI Vegas. And oh, then, that's right. 
and it might might have been Miami. I thought it was New York. But the um, every, my daughter and I not long ago we were watching the um, the Star Wars show that was made by Seth Green, where it's just a whole bunch of do- dolls and toys. That are, yeah, uh, uh, Robot stop- Chicken, Robot Chicken, Star Wars, and then right when Palpatine gets thrown off, uh, you know, Vader throws him off, and he's falling to his death. It all like kind of stops right there, and you hear the Bob O'Reilly, and he goes. You know, right about here is where uh, I knew I every I made some bad choices. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> what would you think about instead of uh, Morgan Freeman? Um, he does play by play, but in the voice of Vin Scully. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna put a little anatomy right there, just a bit outside. This occlusal composite has been brought to you by Farmer John Hot Dogs. Something like you know, something yeah. something like that traditional kind of baseball, just yeah. a bit outside kind of deal. Um, I I think that would be if you're gonna if you're gonna do the play by play, do a little Vin Scully because everyone loves Vin Scully. Yeah, this is true. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think you do some play by play as Vin Scully or narrate it as Morgan Freeman. The problem with narrating as Morgan Freeman is you have to know what's coming next. That's true. Because that sort of is the, the key of the Morgan Freeman narration is that it's always like, little did he know, or, you know, next thing he knew, you know, and so you got to be yeah. one step ahead with your narration, a yeah. little bit harder to do, but really effective. But yeah, I mean, obviously you're crazy. <laughs> do you talk to yourself like during, like if no one's around? I like you're doing chores to. around the house? Um, not really, no. Yeah, not out loud a lot for me. Not out no, loud. No. In my head, I will get a phrase or a word stuck in my head mm-hmm. and just pound it in my head over and over and over. But I don't say it. It's just in my head over and over and over. Mm. Is that something that you do frequently or no? Not that I can think of. <laughs> You're a freak. I just, the other day, <laughs> I just for some reason kept in my head saying over and over and over, Toffee. Do you know that candy? <laughs> Toffee. It was a running joke here at the house. Uh, I wanted. They go to the store. Can I get you anything? Yeah, get me toffee fay, but it's too good for kids. <laughs> I don't see. I've never even had it. Oh, really? Never had. I, and I don't even know. I, I guess I've seen it at the uh-huh. store, and for some reason, it was in my head as just I just pounded it in my head over and over and over. Wow. You can't. You can find toffee fay on Amazon if you're interested. I think we found some just at the Bartell drugstore just down the street. Because every once in a while, Holly will just come home with a bunch of toffee fake. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Randomly, wow. because I had mentioned it a couple times. Of well, uh, I try to come up with, "Hey, I'm going to the store. Can I get you anything?" And you try to come up with something really weird, like, uh, "Yeah, uh, motor oil. We need, we need motor oil." No, <laughs> I like that. I'm looking at toffee, and I thought it was like taffy related. It doesn't seem to be taffy related. Yeah, it's a little semicircle of uh, caramel, and you got some uh, a nut in the middle, and then topped on chocolate. Yeah, it's caramel, yeah. Hazelnut. hazelnut, and chocolate. Yeah. It's good I stuff. thought it had to do with toffee. Eh. Or taffy. <laughs> it's neither one. It's yeah. not toffee and it's not taffy. The name is a wreck. Yeah, so sorely disappointed. Eat shit, Toffee, for having a name that is sorely misleading. Um, so, uh, Carrie, uh, just work on your, uh, Morgan Freeman, work on your Vin Scully and just start doing that and you'll be good. Hey, Lance. Yeah. You ever have, um, downtime, like unscheduled patient time? Way too much. Especially. Way too much. 
It's a problem, right? Big problem. So wouldn't it be great if there were a way for patients to schedule their new patient visits with you, even when you're not at the office? That would be awesome. Schedule widget can allow people to do that. Schedule widget is a little piece of code that lives on your website. It's quick and easy for your webmaster to install, and it will give new patients the ability to schedule an appointment. Lance, do you have any idea what percentage of time people are going to your website that there's not someone at your office answering the phone? Way too much. 66% of the time. It's simple math. Eight hours in a day. Eight hours in a workday, 24 hours in a regular day, people are going to your website at all hours of the day. And chances are they're going when you are not there. So get a chance to capture those new patients before they move on to somewhere else with Schedule Widget. Go to schedulewidget.com, get a demo, get signed up. It is free of charge. Yeah, you heard me right. Free of charge. Lance, does that sound too good to be true? It kind of does. It's not. Where's the catch? Schedule Widget works with market partners like dental insurance companies, implant companies, aligner companies, composite companies to run their find a dentist profiles and their find a dentist directories. So income to Schedule Widget doesn't come off the backs of dentists. It comes from dental companies, insurance companies, aligner companies, all those places that are hopefully producing products that patients want and are looking for providers in their area. So check out schedulewidget.com. Allow patients to schedule online in your office for free. Schedulewidget.com. Use promo code Josh. Alrighty, Lance. I suspect I found your Reddit account. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Reddit user all of Canada 77 asks, amateur dentist in Seattle need advice. I'm an amateur slash avid dentist. I offer affordable dental services in the greater Seattle area. I need some advice. Maybe YouTube tutorials. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. That's, that's the end. That's, that's the question. That's all of it. Did we find your Reddit account, Lance? <laughs> you would think, and yet, no, I actually do have a license. Well, okay, that's today. right. You collect licenses. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> So I guess they need some YouTube tu- tutorials on how to do dentistry. But what I okay, it's this I am an amateur. Well, if you are already, then you, <laughs> then you don't need the tutorials. You already are doing it. Listen, Lance. We're not going to judge anybody who, you know, fakes it until they make it. Nifty thrifty. I'm <coughs> 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 sorry. Uh-huh. <clears throat> There's some mountain cedar blowing in with this uh, cold front that just came in. It yeah. something tickling my throat. <coughs> <coughs> wow, that must hurt. I got it. Yeah, yeah I got it, it out. Okay. Trapped in an offer tray. <laughs> so we shouldn't judge anybody who does the sort of fake it till you make it routine. Okay. All right. So I think that's what we have here. We have a dentist who, um, you know, fakes a tell or an a- amateur aspiring. dentist, aspiring amateur dentist, and they're they're kind of faking it till they make it. Yeah, who are they Canadian though? The, uh, all of Canada seventy seven. Well, how far are you from Canada? Well, uh, I can see it from my porch. <laughs> all right, Sarah Palin. <laughs> 
we're we're really close to to Canada. It would take me about uh, three hours, and I'm there. Okay, so you know maybe that's where, that's where the username comes from. Is amateur dentistry legal in Canada? Does anybody know? I don't think so. Pretty sure it's not. Right? Uh, pretty good chance that it is not. The funny thing is, is that in San Antonio at any given time, I guarantee you there's ten to fifteen to twenty amateur dentists like really? just working out of a garage somewhere, like on, on in a in a a tough part of town that's uh, that's doing some amateur dentistry. Uh, really? Yeah, I mean it's like a couple times a year there'll be a story on the news about some amateur dentist who's doing God knows what in their garage and huh. uh, and gets busted for it. Wow! Yeah. Wow. Who would you Who would you watch on YouTube if you're an amateur dentist? You're looking to get better. Well, it certainly wouldn't be like Spear because that's going to be way over your head. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. No. Um, I would start with uh, honestly, and this isn't blowing smoke up up uh, a friend of ours' ass, but I'd start with the Mike Detola reverse crown prep technique videos. Okay. You know, all the Glidewell stuff that the Detola did there was great. Yeah, um, and, and good sort of fundamental foundational level stuff. And you know, the BioClear videos are actually really straightforward, pretty easy to Absolutely. follow. Absolutely, yeah. I watch BioClear videos all the time. Before yeah. every BioClear case I do, uh-huh. I watch the videos just sort of to rehash, and I've yeah. watched them fifteen times. I've seen David Clark four times, like. You know, it's it's just good stuff to kind of go back and 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 re you know re yeah. kind of freshen in your brain. Yeah. Remember our uh, our friend who made the denture himself. Oh yeah, he did that from Joe Massad videos. I remember talking to him about that. He That's watched right. Joe Massad videos uh-huh. on YouTube, um, and so those you know if they can teach that guy how to make that denture, which if you remember from our live yeah. show it was amazing. It, yeah, it was, it was a good denture. Amazing. So yeah, so the Joe Massad, the Mike Totola, yeah, spear stuff is. Don't get your spear education uh, logged yeah. in all of Canada twenty seven. It's gonna be over your head. Yeah. Is there any good operative stuff on YouTube? Well, maybe Castaway, where you get an ice skate <laughs> and you might uh, just exodontia tips. <laughs> uh huh. Um, let's 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 just look up operative dentistry and see what happens. Um, I'm sure the dental guys have got some good advice. Wow. The who? The dental guys? (laughs) There is a YouTube channel called Mental Dental that has a 30-something minute operative dentistry This guy's a Patreon. It has a 30-minute like operative dentistry review. Wow. Huh. Okay, listen to this, buddy. So I'm looking at his Patreon. It's the Mental Dental uh, Patreon. Uh, he is creating dental education videos. He has three donor levels, donator, student, and supporter. He has 49 patrons, and he's raking in $262 a month off of that. Wow. It's not bad. No, not at all. Now, I obviously don't have 30 minutes to watch these videos, but it does look like this has to do with like NBD2, National Dental Board Exam questions. Um, So this is sort of like YouTube videos of the dental decks that, you know, we would all go through. Uh Uh-huh. 
It does look like there's stuff about operative. There's like a 30-minute video reviewing operative. Oral surgery. Wow. There's that TMD. Huh. A lot of good stuff on here. Pros. Perio. Pros. Endo. Mm-hmm. Farm. Oral path. This guy has a shit ton of videos, Lance. Bleaching. Operative part one and operative part two. Feral effect on biological width. Coagulation cascade platelet pathway. Is sugar bad for your teeth? That obviously goes right next to compliment cascade. <laughs> this is pretty nuts. I don't know who this guy is, but props. Huh. Well, it looks like props. this amateur dentist has uh, found a home. It's uh who this is Dr. Ryan is uh is their name. Um Huh. Yeah, and it's Mental Dental on YouTube. Check it out. Mental shouts to dental. shouts to this guy whoever's whoever's knows. I I don't know who this is, but um you got a Patreon. That's pretty cool. Huh. We talked about having a Patreon once. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I think I said, like, we need to have a Patreon where we talk about once a week, like, things that make us happy. <laughs> because all we do in the regular show <laughs> is talk about shit that makes us angry. Uh-huh. And, and so we need to pick, like, each one thing a week that makes us happy. Yeah. How far do we get with that? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like... Let's just say not far. Not too far. Yeah, it looks like uh, University of Michelin, Mich- Michelin, University of Michigan School of Dentistry has a YouTube channel with eighty-seven thousand subscribers, um, and they have a lot of videos, and some of them are clinical. Um, huh. That's pretty cool. So there's a lot of cool stuff here. Some of it's just like life of a dental student and um, people that work at the dental school who are great and educators and all that kind of stuff. Um, man, this thing goes deep. This has super long interviews with people. Let's go through some of the names um, that uh, have been interviewed on this. Um, let me just pick some people I know uh, or I know of. Um, how about Morton Amsterdam? You know who Morton Amsterdam is? I know the name. Morton Amsterdam was the sort of preeminent guy who came up with the idea of the perio pros uh, sort of the the integration of perio and prosthodontics and gotcha. okay. perio restorative interface and all of that stuff. Um, how about Robert Gorlin? No. Uh-uh. The Gorlin cyst? Ever heard of it? No. No? Okay. How about uh, per Ingvar Brandemark? Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, how about Gordon J. Christensen? Sounds familiar. How about Rella Christensen? Oh, yeah. Um, man, these are these are pretty great. I love that. Gorlincist, ever heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> and I love how you're just like, no. Uh. <laughs> um, there's like, oh, Clifford Sturdivant, ever heard of him? Is it Clifford? It says Clifford M. Sturdivant. Oh, that was uh, okay. How about Art Dagoni? No, oh, no, yeah, uh, Dagoni, yeah, Art Dagoni was uh, Pacific. yeah, Pacific. Yeah. Um he's got two two Arthur Dagoni interviews here. These are like hour and 30 minutes. Wow. How about James P Vernetti? You know who James P Vernetti is? No. James P Vernetti, uh so who's the father of of operative dentistry? GV Black. Right. 
Vernetti is the guy who came after Black and really sort of improved on what Black did. So Vernetti is... Gotcha. So the father of operative dentistry is GV Black. The father of modern operative dentistry is James P. Vernetti. Gotcha. Um, how about... Let me see. I don't know who this is, but I love his name. Basil Bibby. <laughs> Never heard of him. Yes, but you're Ever heard Bibby. of him? No. <laughs> um, how about uh, Lindsay D. Panky? Ever heard of him? LD. LD. Um, these are awesome. I need to go back and watch these because it, it almost looks like a, like a PBS show. Yeah. Um, the way that these, it's almost like behind two ferns. There are literally ferns behind these guys. I'm looking at the picture of LD Panky and there's a fern behind him. So it's almost like it would be great if it were Zach Galifianakis doing yeah. this interview. So I'm going to watch these interviews. I'm going to watch some of these. I will watch, uh, I'll watch a couple of these and I will report back uh, okay. in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm going to watch that Gorlin one just because you disrespected his cyst. <laughs> so shouts to the University of Michigan uh, YouTube channel. It's pretty great. There's a lot of stuff here, man. They've digitized a lot of old stuff. Huh. This is pretty cool. There's a, dude, this goes back and this is interview with Professor Albert Richards part 1. It is literally in black and white. Nice. God knows when this was made. This is cool. This is really cool. Check this thing out. Check out this University of Michigan School of Dentistry YouTube channel. All right. Wow. I'm I'm literally like in in amazement looking at this. <laughs> Good. This is amazing. This is the best part of the show. It's like the shit we find on Google while we're talking. Uh-huh. This is I'm super impressed by this. Awesome. Cool. Okay. So, dude, Albert Canada all of Canada 77, you just need to go watch that per Ingmar Brandemark video on Michigan University of Michigan School of Dentistry's YouTube channel. And dude, you are in. In like you Lynn. are in. Reddit user Luxembourg asks, Can I get extra sutures? Free gingival <laughs> graft. Hi, I had a gum graft on Friday. I'm trying not to be a bad patient. What do you think you're being? When when if you have to preface what we're about to say by I try not being a bad patient, but it's a pretty heavy but at that point. Pretty but much. I have a lot of but I have a lot of anxiety about whether everything is healing right. This anxiety has led me to explore the area with my tongue. I know the number one rule is don't mess with it, but sometimes I get so fixated it's hard to do anything else. I'm thinking about asking my doctor for extra sutures both to make sure it heals correctly and also to make sure I don't accidentally mess up the graft. Would this be beneficial to the outcome or is this absurd? Should I just try to relax? Hey, Lance, uh, what's the number one rule? Don't talk about Fight Club. (laughs) Well, okay, what's the number two rule? (laughs) Don't question your caregiver. What's the number three rule? Son of a bitch. Don't mess with it. (laughs) Stop messing with it. Uh Seriously. Stop messing with it. We give you instructions. You're, just follow yeah, them. The instructions are given to you for a reason. It's not just like the dentist trying to find out like what absurd shit they can get you to do. There's a reason they're telling you to do that. Do you, have you ever done any grafting? Uh, no, not, not free digital grafts, no. Uh, nobody does free digital grafts anymore. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I'm curious on if he just has an outdated periodontist or 
I don't, all right. I don't want to generalize that much because there are some <laughs> situations where a free gingival graft is is maybe a possibility. But okay. what are we graft? Like, what's the graft you would do today instead of a free gingival graft? Connective tissue. A connective tissue graft. Like the donor site is better. Everything is better with a connective tissue graft. Yep. The tissue redifferentiates itself. Do you, do you remember the days of free gingival graft? Yeah, I mean, I was in dental school and uh, I. I was down observing the periodic group, and yeah, they did a couple. Yeah, so a free gingival graft is um, they they basically just cut a strip of steak, uh, like a New York strip, off of the the hard palate all the way down to the bone, leaving basically the bone, the hard palate bone, you know, the the roof of the maxilla leaving that exposed and then you put like a retainer over it or something like that and you wait for that to heal by secondary intention and just granulate in. Yep. Why would you do that to somebody? That's what you know. I, okay. (laughs) The other thing is like, maybe this is just, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this is just the uh, term that like the paradigm just said, hey, we're going to do a graft. And then the, the patient looked it up and they came across that term and that they didn't actually get a free gingival graft. They got a yeah. connective tissue graft because that's just what any modern periodontist is going to do is a CT graft for, for a few different reasons. Number one is the CT, the connective tissue as you graft it in the area, redifferentiates itself um, and, and gives you the same results as a free gingival graft. You get keratinized tissue, um, which is great. That's what we're looking for. Um but you get it without having the horrible part of the donor site being such a huge problem, right? Exactly. And you get primary closure on the donor site and everyone's happy. Whereas free changeable grafts, no one's happy. Um, so there are some times for free changeable graft here. I, I can see it. Like we, we have a huge keratinized tissue problem. We really need to get some keratinized tissue back and you need a big thick strip of it where you wouldn't have enough connective tissue to do a CT graft. Okay, maybe we can talk, but those are pretty limited situations. That being said... When someone is suturing in a graft, when you're suturing anything, when you're designing a flap, any of that stuff, there's sort of one thing that should be in your mind about all of that in order for something to heal. What does something need in order for it to heal, Lance? Blood. Blood supply. It's got a blood supply, right? So when, yeah. you, cut your, when you cut your flaps a certain way, you cut them a certain way because of? Blood. Blood supply, right? Yeah. So if you are taking a graft and you're suturing the graft down in place and you suture it super tight, what happens? Uh, constricting the blood flow. And, and then you slough the graft, right? So yeah. maybe not a great idea to throw in a few extra sutures just because the patient asks you to. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the doctor needs to have a spine and not be pushed around by the patients. For sure. Let's say a patient shows up in your office and asks this question. What do you tell them? Besides GTFO. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's, it's coming along just nicely. Yeah. Um, I've never done a graft. I've just watched them done. Uh, and and I'm, I have a pretty tight relationship with the periodontist. Pussy, pussy, um, pussy, and so, pussy, pussy, yeah. Pussy, pussy. Sometimes it can be. Um, shouts to you, Eric Rindler. Um <laughs> But he used to have this thing when he would do a graft on somebody. He's really good at, at soft tissue work. Um, he would uh, he would say, "All right, take this mirror, 
I am going to show you the graft. And so he would peel the patient's lip back and show them the graft. You're like, okay, now you've seen it. Never do that again. I've shown it to you once. You've seen what it looks like. There's no reason to ever look at it again. And so he would just be the one to show it to him because he said, if he didn't show that to him, the first thing we we're going to do is go home and look. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm going to do it now when Good it's point. the best time to do it. And I can control the force on it. Here it is. Let me show you. Okay. Now you don't need to look at it again, which I always thought was kind of a, a good trick. So yeah. I recommend that trick. Show them, Hey, here's the deal. And then if somebody asks for more sutures, like, no, we put the sutures in there a certain way so that it's not so tight that there's no blood supply. Now we don't want it falling off. However, just stop rubbing your freaking tongue all over it. That's a start. You know what I would almost do? Rub something else all over it? <laughs> that. <laughs> yes, and. Um, I would just like, here, let me fix this for you. I'm going to put a huge knob of composite on the other side of your mouth, like on 20. Like, let's say you got a CT graft on uh, 18, 19, 20, something like that. Uh-huh. On 27, I'm going to put a massive knob of composite on the buckle of your tooth. You ain't going to worry about that graft when you feel this sharp knob of composite over there. So basically, I'm going to put like an Invisalign button over there for no other reason than to distract your ass from playing with this shit. Perfect. What do you think of that? I think it's brilliant. We're going to call it an Austin distraction device. There you go. I actually may try that. I think that's actually really, it might be minor league genius, like low-key genius. I think you're right. So next time you have a patient who's like, oh, I can't stop playing with the surgical site, I got you. Just put a I'll give you in. something to play with. I'll give you something to play with. Put just a knob of composites, you know, put it down on the buckle, like in the, in the incisal, or I'm sorry, in the uh, gingival third of the tooth, where it's not going to be a, be all in enamel, so it'll stay there, but you'll be able to get it off. Um, and it's not going to be, you know, worry with bite and you're going to leave them in hyper occlusion on it. You just give them like a triangle of composite, maybe a little on the sharper side. You don't want it so sharp. It's going to cut them, but sure they play with it with their tongue. That's the point. You want them to play with that with their tongue instead of playing with the surgical site. Makes kind sense, of fascinating yeah. with this idea. I want to try this. I'm going to learn how to graft just so I can add this as a technique. So you can name it after l- yourself. Yeah, and lecture about it and make millions of dollars off of this idea. What do you think? I'm on it. I think uh, I think we should pop some champagne and celebrate this fortuitous, there you go. For, fortuitous idea that we have. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just going to do it for tonight. Ah, okay. Your turn for a song, I believe, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So, All uh, right. Well, let me let me hit the wrap up, and then and okay. then we'll hit your song. You cool with that? Yeah. Hey, Lance, share this with your friends. I, I there's some great periodontists in Seattle. I want you to send this to them so that they can start doing the Austin um, uh, surgical extract or surgical distraction technique. Distraction technique, um, and uh, I can start reaping the benefits of the copyrighted um, copyrighted procedure. Um, Share this with your friends. Hopefully, you have some demented friend that would get something out of this. Um, hey, uh, go and rate and review us. What's your favorite number? Big fan of five. Love the number five. Love the number five. What date is Christmas, Lance? 
February 17th. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It'll happen when it happens. What's the last number in the date of Christmas? Five. That's the number of stars (laughs) you should give us in our rating. iTunes, Uh Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. If you're flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. Rate us and reviews wherever you're listening to this pod. Subscribe as well. That helps us out. Hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Hit us up on all of the social bullshits. Facebook, workinginterferences with Josh Lance. Funny shit for Dennis and dental team members. Uh, Twitter, at Winterferences. Instagram, at Winterferences. Lance can be found on Instagram at Dr. Timmerman DMD. I could be found on Instagram at Joshua Austin DDS, where I spent time today doing an Instagram story about bonded amalgams. Why? I don't know because I'm dumb. That's why. And I have nothing else to do with my life uh-huh. than bullshit about bonded amalgams with these other uh, DIA people um, on, on Instagram. So if you want some hot bonded amalgam talk, hit up my stories on, on Instagram. Um, Lance, tell me about your song. Well, are you familiar with the group? The Wombats. Um, I am familiar with the Wombats. They are a fairly new band. Yeah, um, although I don't know when they, yeah, I don't know when they started, but they they're still working today and still putting out songs. Um, yeah. I think Greek, Greek Tragedy is sort of the the hit that I know. I don't know if that's a song you're picking. Probably not. No, no. My favorite one is is uh, We'll Dance to Joy Division, but because uh, Joy Division is not a dancing type group so that may it's yeah. ironic but i thought um uh their song being the christmas season is is this christmas by the wombats oh, i like it i like it i do like the wombats so i do <clears throat> like the sort of idea of kind of an alt alt yeah. band uh doing some christmas songs um do you know where the wombats are from liverpool that's exactly right i thought i was gonna get you and make you say manchester but that's <laughs> liverpool <laughs> Nope. It is Liverpool. You love this English shit, man. I do. I do. Yeah, man. I do love it, though. I love it. It's these all the just white bread class two white people. It's uh-huh. great. That's right. That's right. It is <laughs> great. So uh, remind me the name of the song again. Is This Christmas. Is This Christmas. So uh, enjoy Is This Christmas by the Wombats. Uh, for Lance Timmerman, it's Josh Austin. Peace. And stay fresh, cheese bags. Merry Christmas. Uh, we will see you, I guess, right after Christmas, right, Lance? Yeah. We'll see you right after Christmas. All right. Can you hear the sleigh bells coming around? The band becomes our darkest and Christmas is here. It's about life standing to the Yeah.
hear the sleigh bells coming around the bend. It comes the darkest, and Christmas is here. And the ice burns up the hill. 